Or do you miss getting rewarded for punching bears? Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 302 for patch 6.2. Old notes are still important if you're going to brawl in Mulcor. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Ruth. And this is Freckleface. We are a podcast about Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. Coming up in episode number 302 of HearthCast, Mooka Adventures in Mulgore. We reminisce over old patch notes, and Co-op Tavern Brawl comes back to Hearthstone. So, hey, Ruth. Hey there, Freckleface. What did you do this week in the uh, Blizzard universe? Well, I lost out on some stuff on the uh, black market auction house. You lost out. Yeah. You got out bad? Yeah, I did. And it was really weird because one of the things was another one of those captured fireflies. And the bidding wasn't going anywhere. So part of me was feeling really, really bad because I had bid a lot on the previous one that I won. And so when the bidding wasn't going anywhere on this one, I was feeling like, oh, man. Oh, it's like it ripped off. Yeah, maybe right. they changed the drop rate and this thing's now super common. And so then the bidding went crazy and it went up and it went higher than what I paid for it. So I did feel good about that. Awesome. And then the other thing I got outbid on, I was, I was kind of kind of glad I did because it was another pet. It was one of those uh, ethereal guys, ethereal vendor guys. The Soul Trader. Yeah, something like that. But this is, he's from a TCG card game. Right. And you said you had that one. I do have that one. From a TCG card game? Well, you can buy him off the auction house. He's tradable. Oh. You sure? It's, oh, same one then? Yeah, I'm sure it's the same one. Now, one thing I will say about that pet in particular, you know it's a vendor. Yeah, but I saw that he, I didn't know what he sold. I saw that he sold some stuff, but I couldn't tell what it was if it had any value. Well, I couldn't access that. I almost put in a ticket and then, you know... Instant kicked in and said, wait a minute, what if an add-on's interfering with this? Uh, and Bodyguard Away yep. oh, yeah. interferes with it. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. It interferes. You have to, like, control click on them. Right. Yeah. Or just, you know, slash BGA off. Oh, I just control click. Yeah. Because I had the same thing with, with Ishgar when I had to check my mail. Because I can check my mail on him. I'm my bodyguard. Oh, right. Yeah. So I didn't realize it's going to interfere with any kind of pet, though. That's cool. That's good. That's a good tip there. Well, not every pet is a vendor. I think yeah, it's only a vendor true. pet. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do it on the mount because I, yeah. I can have my, my vendor mount up. Then Anyhow. Maybe because uh, your mount isn't following you. Oh. Because your companion kind of works as a pet, your bodyguard. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. So anything else? I'm trying to get fruit geared up to start doing some LFR. Okay. Your frost mage. My frost mage, sorry. Yes. Uh, trying to get him all, all geared up. I mentioned I got Captain. That was cool. Yeah. I still haven't rolled my end to Neil character. Got to decide on what I want to do there. What kind of character I want to roll. I don't know. I'm thinking like a rogue, but I don't know. That could be fun. Now, are you going to T-Mog to get the, the Captain's hat and whatnot? I've got some. Yeah. That are, I guess, I don't know if they're tradable or not. They're sitting in my bag. You know what they are? They're, they are heirloom stuff that I got. I oh, those, okay. I don't know if those are hats or not, though. I think those are just the rings. Anyhow. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do the whole pirate swashbuckler thing because it's been done. People are doing it. True. And it's yeah. like, eh, it's too. But I may try to find some kind of T-Mog that makes me look like a 70s rock star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> like a hairstyle and some stuff like that. That might be kind of okay. fun too. Still working in my garrisons. It's going pretty well. Three garrisons every day. Three garrisons every day. Now, how many uh, times a day are you doing those? Uh, well, I do the full chores in the morning once a piece. Oh, on all of them? Yes. doesn't take long. Okay. And then I uh, do the missions. I think I'm doing them like three times a day right now. Two to three. Depends on what time I get home. Gotcha. I try to do them like in the morning. Lunch like, and then when you get home. Yeah, I just haven't had time to log in at lunch. No? You no. Know, uh-uh. Because here's the thing. You have to have WoW installed in order to get to these missions. Well, sure. So there's no app or, you know mobile client for well, it. Well, it looks which, like someone's going to be installing WoW. I don't know. I could. Could. I, you know, I have full permission to. It's my lunch hour. I can do what I want to do. I can always go off-site or wherever and jump on my, my MiFi and jump on WoW and do Garrison. I've done that before. I just don't know if I want to be bothered with that just for Garrisons. Just for missions, anyhow. Yeah. Now, when I was doing it for the the ship thing when I was you know needing those particular types of missions and yes I was very like let me try to get to this as much as possible but you're missing that urgency now there's no urgency in the missions yeah. right now it is just something that I do it's free stuff for clicking buttons I'll get free stuff for clicking buttons don't don't mind that at all still doing my ordos once a week not ordos lord kazakhstan once a week <laughs> Haven't done Ordos in once a week in a long time. <laughs> it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. I should go back to see how that man's doing. What if I could solo him yet? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to get into a mount run, an uh, old world mount run, going and doing uh, all the stuff from Mott. So the Shah of, was it Fear? Oh, yeah. And Undasta and Shavanger. Yeah, Shavanger, Undasta, Galleon. Yeah. And Nalik? Nalik. Yeah. How'd it go? It never materialized. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, they were they they kind of got the group together, and then it wasn't enough. But it's said, eh, we'll try it, and then they couldn't get one to spawn. They're trying to realm hop, and then it just kind of threw the flag in. That's disappointing. Haven't touched any of the other Blizzard titles this week as much as I wanted to. Actually, I take that back. I logged in, and I did the preview for Greymane on HOTS. A new uh, hero there, Greymane. He's in HOTS. I did the preview. He's kind of like a combination ranged and melee. You can use him for both. Yeah, he is. You, he's got the two forms. Yep. And uh, part of me, here's a weird thing about this. So part of me a long time ago, I envisioned a character much like this. Okay. That had an outside range attack, but then could do something like jump in, attack, do something, and jump back out. And I thought that would be super cool. Now that I've played something that kind of does that, it's not that big of a deal as much as I thought it'd be. Thematically, yes. Did you actually get in a game with them? No, because you got to buy them. He's not free. Well, that's true. You just do the preview. Well, not this week. Well, not this week. Right. right. He'll be free at some point. Yeah, in the preview, you kind of you know mutts around with AI. It's not. Yeah, it's not quite the same. Yeah. But thematically, it works great. It's just in principle what I thought I would experience as a player with that mechanic wasn't there for me. But yeah. How about you? How's your week been in the Blizzard universe there for Goldfish? I would say pretty varied. Varied. Yeah, I, I spread my time almost equally among a few different titles. So I have my Torn Shaman Muka. Spent some time leveling her. How's that going? It's good. I'll, I'll talk about it a little more extensively a little later on. All right. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. Now, in here is the Storm, I tried some new heroes like Brightwing and Stitches. Yeah. Uh, Brightwing is a healer. 
and he has the ability to teleport to one of your teammates. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, he can't mount, so like you walk really slowly, oh. you know, same speed. But he can teleport. He can right. blink. Right, right. So there. he basically go where you're needed and heal up. And then stitches. I'm really only playing stitches because I bought the skin because it's one of the Christmas ones. Did you get the Christmas stitches? Yeah, okay. it's hilarious. Right. His hook ability. He you know slings out this hook and grabs and pulls into him. Right. It's a candy cane. <laughs> it's but cute. Christmas is over, Freckleface. Not in my heart. Not in your heart? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it also just looks better than the normal stitches. I don't know. Oh, that's what it is. You just want to look. Just wait till they have like, uh, what is that? Um, steampunk stitches. Oh, I know. They have steampunk Kalthos. Uh, see? They'll have a steampunk stitches. But I haven't so. played them yet. Now, you own these though, right? Brightwing, I don't, but I'll probably buy them. Is I he free to play? Yeah, it's free to play ah, this okay. week. Yeah. And I made a new seasonal Diablo character because that season just started over. Explain to me a little bit about seasons, guys. I saw you logged in and I'm like, Diablo, and you're like, season, whatever. Okay, I'm not the best person to explain it, but... Do you start off at level one? You start off at level one. You start out with no inventory because your regular characters, you can put things that are account bound in your stash. Right. So if you are playing a demon hunter and you get something that's better... For a different class and it's account bound, you stick it in your bank, you can make a new character, that character can use it. So seasonal character doesn't have that advantage. So okay. it's a little bit harder. And when the season is over, it gets converted to a regular character. And there are different rewards, like mostly cosmetic, that you can earn during the season. All right, so that's just a different way to level a character and play the game in Diablo. Right, exactly. Right. It gives uh, players a reason to go back through the content or to do the more competitive type content and try to get a better time on it, things like that. Yeah, showing up on the leaderboards that are out there. Right. All right. right. But Diablo, the content's kind of, it's random anyhow, the maps and everything. So it's like every game's a new game anyhow until you find the boss you're looking for. I'm still going through the quest stuff, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I've always enjoyed the storyline in Diablo. It's got a fantastic, you know what, you need to borrow the Book of Cain. I do. I know. You should borrow that. We've got it's a very pretty book. It is. It at it is at first kind of difficult to read because of the font. It's in that old script. Yeah. But yeah. once you get used to the font, not all of it, but some of it is, but once you get used to the font style, then it flows pretty well. Oh, okay. Also played a good amount of Hearthstone this week with the uh, new Tavern Brawl that came out. It was a new old. Same Tavern Brawl that was out uh, the weekend of BlizzCon, because I remember doing it at BlizzCon with a friend trying to get it done that way. It's a co-op one. Oh, yes. I remember that one. Yeah. So it, there is something about it this week that just really jerked me. You got to give a siren on that. He, yeah. he, he loves that kind of thing. He's going to have, you'll be hard pressed to get a hold of him this week, though. He's in the middle of a build season for robotics. It's oh. a six week, any waking hour they can put towards building this robot for the first uh, competitive thing, robotics that he does. So if you find him, good luck because he likes doing that. He particularly likes that tavern brawl. So sounds good. So we got a Torn Shaman update here. Adventures in Mulgore. Yes, the Mooka is now level 12, I think. Going through it, like I said uh, last week, old school. No heirlooms. No heirlooms other than the mount. Right, the, the chauffeured. Chauffeured, yeah, the chauffeured mount. So it's, it's different leveling this time around. I did notice that low-level gathering materials are expensive again. Really? Yeah. What do you What do you deem as expensive? Like four copper? Being able to put, you know, 20 silver weed on the auction house and getting 20, 25 gold back for it. 
Oh, snap. That's cool. For a low-level character, yeah. I mean, I was going around with less than a gold on me. You can't even afford to list the auction at that rate. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, I had to wait for some of them to sell before I could finish listing. But it's that odd thing with the catch-up mechanism is that oh, you can start herbalizing. Herbalizing? That, that's a word. Okay. I made it up. No, go with it. In Draenor, you know, you can be like, I'm going to start level one herbing. So what is the essence of that word, herbalizing? What is the essence? The essence? Yeah, of the... Oh, sorry, um, I'm making an herbal essence Yeah, I know. Joke. It's just not. <laughs> 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 Organic, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Here we go. I don't have as close as I got for that joke. <laughs> so they're learning herbalism or something that uses that, you know, alchemy. So you don't need the low-level materials to level those all the way up. However, I did this with my priest with tailoring. There are some recipes that I want to learn. Sure. That use older materials. Makes sense. Which means now you got to go back and find the older materials. But since people don't need to go back and get them to level up, they're more scarce. Okay, so you found a, a little niche on the auction house. Right. So I go to list Peace Bloom, Silverweed, and there's only two other auctions up on there. Very good. Yeah. I'm so making notes. What server are you on? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on yours. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything with herbalism, but I buy them and flip them from you. <laughs> yeah, you can do that as long as you're buying them. I don't care. So I was able to get, you know, a nice little reserve there. So I do have enough gold that I could buy gear off the auction house and gear myself out, but I'm not going to. going to hold off. My issue with that is every time I bought gear off the auction house to gear myself up, inevitably the next mob I kill drops something better. Well, that's true unless you do your research. If you're buying something that is a few item levels ahead of what your quests are giving yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that just means I didn't do my research. Well, yeah. Because I'd buy like a really cool helm or chess piece or something, go run a dungeon and it'd drop something better. Obviously, I'm not doing dungeons. Oh. Yeah. Well, why not? Because it messes with the leveling experience. Okay. In my opinion. This is just the way I'm doing it. I'm doing it, you know, finishing up Mulgore. I went and talked to uh, Bane. Oh, uh. Yeah. And then he sent me over to Ogremar. Well, Bane was dead when I first tried to talk to him to sign What? He was dead. Somebody killed him. Oh, like another player? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the alliance came <laughs> in. I get mess up with the It was awkward. Like, he came in there and I cried over his corpse and three of the people showed up and also <laughs> cried over his corpse. So oh. it's probably a people the same level as me, you know, trying to turn the quest. Because when I've noticed when I'm out and about questing now, there's a ton of people. It's that time of year. Well, yeah. And all the realms are connected when you're out and about. So... Yeah, especially the older content, if you're in a, a low-pop area, they will merge those realms. Yeah, a bunch of them together. And it kind of makes it, like... you know, it does, yeah, it helps out the leveling process a lot, I think. I've started paying attention to the Adventure Journal. Now, I have the add-on Bartender. Yes. And I normally hide my micro menu because I've memorized all the keybinds for the stuff I normally access from it. You know, like my character paint or my reputation or my bags, whatever. I normally hide that. But I decided not to this time, so I'm getting a little notification when I have new stuff in my adventure journal. Although what I am noticing is that while I'm getting breadcrumb quest, it's not very helpful. Unless you're already familiar with how to travel the world. Give me an example, I'm done with Mogor. So level-wise, you know, go in the adventure journal, it's like, hey, you can go to Northern Barrens, or you can go to Ajara, or you can go to Silverpine, or you can go to Eversong Woods. 
But you have to figure out how to get to all of those. Right. Now, specifically, Eversong Woods. Now, where is that? That is in the very northernmost North. part of Eastern Kingdoms. But the only way we know that is because we've been there We've before. been there. And we know that the Blood Elves start out near Silvermoon. And for a Blood Elf, it's a natural progression. But if you just start out and you're not a Blood Elf and you decide to go there... It's pretty much impossible unless you have a mage to port you to Silvermoon. Or you go look online and you type, how do I, in Google Autocomplete, get from Mogor to Silverpine Forest? <laughs> well, even if you found it out, that's going through level, you know, 45, 50 territory to get there. Right. You're which, just not going to get there without it taking hours. Yeah, unless Because like you're going to like run and die in yeah. rest timer. Unless, like you said, you find a friend who teleports you there right but then you have to know where to go you have to know you need to port to silverman you can fly you there you need to go there let me know okay i'll come fly you well i'm trying to follow the natural progression of it to see where it takes me okay now this time around there's so many toys to play with well these are toys you already have yeah inventory okay so So you haven't got any new toys they're just all there right right right. just all the stuff i would normally have in my bags before that's all my toy box now do you find yourself stopping and Playing with toys while you're doing your thing? Not so much, but I'm, I'm like playing around with the different costumes, taking selfies constantly. Why? I don't know. Okay. I mean, you come to a Torin burial ground. Who wouldn't take a selfie there? That's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's still rather macabre to take a picture in a burial ground. It desecrates it. Eh. But my, my Torin looks so happy when she does it, though. Are you putting in like a black and white filter? Or no. <laughs> so your Torrin looks happy while she's taking pictures in a burial ground. Yeah, she's like, hey guys, what's up? They're That's not. what her face says. <laughs> they're not up. They're dead. That's. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just super weird. I don't know. You're, this, this character of yours uh, intrigues me. Playing with a bunch of toys. Yeah. Doing her own thing. Doing her own thing. Having like the motorcycle motorcycle driving her on Mogor still cracks me up. Because it's so peaceful. It's spread out. There's these like wild animals everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody ever ask you about that when you drive? Oh, one person did. Like, where'd you get that? There's a bunch of people who have it. But I did get, yeah, one whisper. And uh, you know, last time I leveled a shaman, there's totems everywhere. I haven't put out a totem yet. But I picked Elemental. I don't know. It's been forever. Know. See, I, and that's the thing. It's like my memory of how a shaman is supposed to go. I don't know how much they changed. So you can do anything kind of special with this particular one. Um, I know you're not really doing role play, but... No, not really role play. Just, you know, I'm just trying to experience the grind again. Okay. So you're just yeah. going to grind. Are you gonna going to grind. Is it going to have anything special with it? Are you going to try to do anything like a particular title or just going to... No. Whatever comes your way, comes your way. Yeah. Are you trying to be completionist and do every quest in the zone before you leave? No, because there's a few filler quests. You know, in like in Northern Barrens, there's one to bring the plain strider beaks. Oh, yeah. Just kind of stuff to help you get. Yeah. The and they're field. they're neutral animals. So, you know, Life it's not like I'm going to attack them. Yeah. I remember when I was first playing EverQuest, I was a druid. And my buddy who got me into it told me that I, I couldn't attack any animal. Because if I did, I would get negative reputation with druids. <laughs> So me, do I bother to check documentation? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and I'm leveling and I'm like, I can't, no, can't do that quest. Like, why not? Well, it's it's an animal. I'm I'm a druid. And they're like, okay. 
we're walking away now. <laughs> so it wasn't until like a year after I was playing that oh someone was like, you know, that doesn't mean anything, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, you're going to keep us informed, though. Absolutely. With Murka's progress. Murka. 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 <laughs> I hear what you're doing. I'm not accepting it. I'll work on you. All right. <laughs> we'll keep us up to date and informed as to that. Frank, you ever read old patch notes? No, I usually read the new ends. As do most people. I decided to go back and read old patch notes. Oh, I bet that was funny. There are some gems, and we're going to cover some of these gems. Now, reading old patch notes can be a very nostalgic experience. It can bring back memories for those people who experienced that stuff when it went live. And if you weren't around, it can kind of teach you why things are the way they are. You can kind of follow patch note to patch note to patch note. It might be several patch notes in between the development process, why decisions were made. And if there's stuff that's kind of weird, like you go, well, why would they have ever done that? And there are some of those. You can kind of grab the date and start looking at articles that are in archives from other websites and you realize what was going on at that time. Why decisions were made. A lot of the outside influences from EverQuest from Dark Age of Camelot, from all these other games that might have been drawing players away and why they made these changes. So it's very cool to see, you know, the progression of all these things. So with any kind of historical document, context is very important. That's what I mean. If you see something that confuses you, you're going to go, what's going on? Look at the date. See what else is going on. Now here's some highlights. And we're going to cover from beta to vanilla because there are so many gems in here that we're not going to cover it all at once. There's just no way. So in 0.6 in the beta, as players kill monsters and gain experience points, they become increasingly tired. Tired? I don't know how characters get tired. Yeah. You know about being rested and well-rested? How your XP bonus? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, there was well-rested, rested, normal, fatigued, and exhausted. Interesting. You couldn't go no more. You had to go back and sleep. Wow. So exhausted, you just couldn't attack? Your stats got dropped. Everything just, oh. you just didn't, it didn't work. It's like durability. It just didn't work. And so you had to go back to an end. Now, remember, you had Hearthstones. They got to introduce them in 0.6 as well. You can only use them once an hour. So. That sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the patch that they changed that one, though. That's, that's interesting. But you know what? I can understand the, the longer Hearthstone cooldown because since travel was slower, when you hearthed, it would take you... A long time to get back to where you were to pick up where you left off. So you wouldn't want a Hearthstone the 15 minute cooldown back then because you wouldn't need to travel that frequency. It would be a useless mechanism for it to cool down that fast. Here's another one. Players earn skill points based on experience points gained from killing monsters. Earned skill points can be spent on trade skills, weapon proficiencies, or to increase attributes. That's interesting. Very D&D-esque. So you have to plan out which do you want more. Oh, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Did, did you want to increase your weapon skill? Did you need to work on your professions? Which you could have at that point in time as many professions as you wanted. Oh, I see. Yeah. I remember uh, leveling the weapon skill, particularly the unarmed. <laughs> I got my unarmed all the way up just so I could get that achievement. You got it to 99, though. Didn't, did it ever go to 100? I got it maxed, whatever okay. max was. Okay. I, remember. I think it was like 300 before they changed it. I remember going... 
what was the place across from Darnassus where you took the first hippogriff right across? I think it's Dark Shore, but I could be wrong. Anyhow. Is that Night Elf Settlement? It is a Night Elf Settlement. Okay. And I remember going, you fight a lot of the uh, rabid bears and stuff over there too. And I remember going over there and there's a dude fighting bears. And I looked at him and he had like no weapon. I'm like, I'm helping this guy out. So I'm like that and stuff up. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm helping. And he goes, I'm trying to level up my unarmed. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do miss getting rewarded for punching bears. Quest rewards could be labeled as bind on a choir. They could be equipped, they could be sold to a merchant, but you could no longer sell or give them to other players. So that's pretty much just renaming a bind on pickup. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that before that, I guess he get a cross reward and sell it or give it away. This is beta, so remember that. True. So this was still in beta here. You could no longer use ghost form as a means to travel. This used to be a thing that, that you still can't kind of do it. What you do, you would die, and then you would just keep running and running and running and running until you get to the furthest point away, and then you would resurrect at the spirit healer. Well, what happened here is it'll always report you back to your initial graveyard in patch as 0.6. Guild creation. You ever created a guild? We created have, a yeah. guild. It's, you know, it can be a little yeah. tedious sometimes. And our current guild, you have to have four other, including yourself. Yeah, but that's a fairly recent change. And this patch, 0.6, you had to have nine other people sign your charter for a total I've made of a guild when you needed nine other people, yeah. yeah that's kind of crazy. Due to popular demand, cloaks have been made visible. This will help players customize their characters even more than before. And they've wanted it gone ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So we'll have to talk about at some point the, the occurrence of opposite patch notes. Okay. Because I'm sure people are really happy when cloaks are visible. And then people are also really happy when they made the option to not show the cloak. Yeah. <laughs> In patch 0.7, race-specific mounts were made available. And a player could train, you had to train, you had to spend your points on any mount. However, the skill points necessary to train for a mount assigned to a different race will cost more. So back then, all your races had their own mounts. And you still had to use your skill points to train in them to learn how to ride them. So now you're gaining skill points by killing these things. And now you have to decide, do I need to level up my attributes, my weapon skills, or do my I want professions to my professions or mounts? Yeah, wow. all this stuff to choose from. Now, here's a really cool one. Each city's auction house is run independently from another. That's insane. So if there are two or three auction houses in Stormwind, that's Stormwind's auction house. They all work together, but only Stormwind. And all the capital cities had their own auction houses, including the neutral one in Booty Bay. And they moved it around like Gadgetstan and some other places, but they were all separate. So the one in Ironforge and the one in Stormwind, they didn't talk to one another. Totally separate. The one in Undercity, the one in Orgrimmar, totally separate. And that was the fourth remote auction house. So it was not easy to compare prices or if you thought you were going to get a better deal by going to a different city, that would not be easy <laughs> at all, would it? 0.9, the new ammo slot got added to your character screen. That's where you get to put all your ammo in order to use a ranged weapon like a bow or a gun or a crossbow. You can't put anything else in it, just uh, just ammo for that particular weapon. You remember ammo. I still have the old ammo, the stuff that got converted to a gray item. I might have some somewhere. I have an old dwarf hunter. In patch 0.10, you didn't have to learn any professions by paying for them with skill points again. They figured out that that was just too much skill point stuff going on. You just learned them by speaking to the profession trainers, and then they went ahead and pulled and said, you know what, only two professions. Yeah, just makes get sense. Get out of here. <laughs> 
That same patch was also when they introduced buyback from vendors, but they made it so you could only buy back the last item you vendored. You accidentally sold three things to them? <laughs> tough luck. Yeah. Or if you sold one, like, I didn't mean to sell that, and then you sold something else? Oh, tough luck. Yep. And this is way before item restoration existed. Here's what I thought was cool. You start resting when you take a flight path into a city. So That's you, why you're on the path. Yeah, while you're on the path, you're headed to the city, You start. that's where you go ahead and start your resting. They know where you're going to end up. Might as well start resting now. Drunkenness is saved when you log out and fades over 15 minutes. <laughs> the fact- wait, wait, so when they first injured, it says, you can be drunk. Right. Character drunk. Yes. Log out. Yes. Tuesday night. Yep. Log in Wednesday morning. Still drunk. Your character's still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't fade. You have to wait 15 minutes in game time to be. Yep. Physical clicking of the in-game clock time. Okay. But you started to weave when you walked now when you were drunk. These things made the patch notes. This is what I was talking about before. The reason this is in there, the reason this is such a big deal, because it's like we kind of make fun of it because it's like drunk patch notes. But the reason that it's in there is because EverQuest had such awesome drunk effects. They were kind of emulating that. Yeah, they were trying to gain that crowd because in EverQuest, like your your strength went up, but your charisma went down. And there was like your stats actually changed with your with your level of drunkenness, and your drunk lasted a while in EverQuest. So your your dexterity also uh, suffered to the point where you would no longer be able to walk. It was serious business there. So I do think WoW's implementation of the intoxication is a better, more jovial, more fun. Uh, yeah, more, more lighthearted. The flip side of that, not to derail, you know, too much. Just a side note. You know, you have Sims, and in the Sims, you can buy a bar for your house. There are bars that you can visit. You can learn a mixology skill. You can uh, level up in the mixology. You can learn to make different drinks. You can serve your friends drinks. You can buy your friends drinks. Uh, you have different drinks that cause different mood changes. But with all that, it's all juice. None juice? of it is actually alcohol. Oh, okay. And your Sims never get drunk because they're never actually drinking. Interesting. Just having juice. Just having different Just having juice. Different mixes of different juices. Like some apple cranberry? Pretty much. Yeah. How about some pineapple papaya? Salt juice. Right. And then uh, it's the same rating, you know, for the ESRB. Okay, right. You know, okay. as, as, as Warcraft. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, They're both rated team. Yeah, that's because they do the whoopee or whatever they call it. Woohoo. The woohoo? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a patch note you'll like. You came out in point eleven, zero point eleven. Gnome warriors and rogues can now learn the bow proficiency. Warriors and rogues with a ranged weapon. Night Elf Warriors, Hunters, and Rogues can learn how to use guns. Hello, full circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On 0.12, items remain at full effectiveness until they have no durability. Their power does not degrade. Oh, that would have been annoying before this patch came out. Yeah, oh, my and goodness. your stuff actually suffered? Yeah, when your DPS would like slowly and slowly go down. So, this is patch uh, 0.12. We're now in patch 6.2. People still, after a wipe, think they have to go back and get repairs. I suffered durability loss. I have to go get repaired. No. Do they really or are they just not responsible and repair before they went in? After every wipe, the same people. We wipe, oh. gotta get repairs. They wipe, anybody got a repair bot? You don't need to repair until mm-hmm. your stuff turns like yellow and red and starts messing. You know? <laughs> now, check this out, Frack. Patch 1.1.0. The penalty for using a spirit healer has been changed. There is no longer any experience loss, which means there was before. A la EverQuest, you could reading, you could like ding, ding thirty. You had to reading, right? 
So now, no longer any experience loss, which is one of the, I really liked that about WoW. It was one of the things that brought me over. You don't lose experience when you die. However, all items equipped and in your inventory will take a 100% durability loss, and a character will gain resurrection sickness for a duration that scales according to level. Huh. Ouch. I'll bet, yeah. So immediately after using the spirit healer, you have to go repair or useless. All your stuff, not just... All your stuff. So in EverQuest, this goes back to EverQuest. You used to carry a second set of gear with you in EverQuest, in your bags. And when your weapon broke or whatever, just swap it out. Right. Another one, go. So this was a thing. You die, we're not going to take experience away, but we're going to ding you where it hurts even more. All your stuff is broke. Stuff in your bag, broke. Yeah. Stuff on your shoulders, broke. Stuff on your head, broke. Well, clearly people are not happy that because in patch 1.1.1, using a spirit healer resulted in 25% loss of durability. Equip gear and items instead of 100%. So you still get dinged, but you weren't just immediately crippled. And then they capped the length of resurrection sickness to maximum of 10 minutes. Right, which is where we sit today. Yeah, 10 minutes with a 10% uh, 10% durability. durability, Yeah. Uh, but that was harsh back then. Dying was much harder than it is now. I'll bet. Yeah. It took a toll. Like, you, you didn't want to die. It hurts to die. In 1.2, drunk stuff came back. Messages in the chat window provided feedback when you were getting drunk or sober. So Still in case there. the weaving wasn't enough for you. <laughs> the, we told, told everybody you. else. Oh, that's true. Freckle face is getting a little tipsy. I hate seeing that in raids. <laughs> just, like, no! Okay. You're Stop. supposed to take this serious. <laughs> what are you doing? It's the only way I can make LFR tolerable. It's not you. Now, 1.3, they introduced meeting stones. The description says meeting stones are located outside of each dungeon to help players find a group to adventure with in the dungeon. So kind of different premise. You know, we're used to using them to get all of our party there. It says the meeting stone will try to find you a viable five-person group by looking for a tank, a healer, and so on. As time passes and you're unable to find a group, the meeting stone will become less picky about who it groups you with. So this is like the first incarnation of the dungeon finder. Dungeon finder, yeah, right. I remember going and actually sitting around and waiting, you know, to find more people to join a group. So you're right by that stone. Yes, I'm curious about that. If they dropped that and then uh, it wasn't until Wrath of the Lich King. That they added back in the Dungeon Finder. Like, I'm wondering if this is just really unsuccessful as far as being able to match up people. Because it said it becomes less picky. So that means, like, by after you've been waiting a certain amount of time, it just throws a group together and it's like a really bad composition yes. and then you couldn't get the dungeon done. You're exactly right. Yeah. And it was a fantastic uh, camping spot for PvP. Oh, I remember that. Oh, so aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring back memories, aren't they? Yep. Yep. In the uh, same patch, 1.3. The drunk effect has been greatly enhanced. One of my favorite patch notes ever. <laughs> That's when he started adding the the blurriness and, you know, now you're seeing, you are seeing all this stuff. You know, the world is yeah. ebbing and flowing in front of your eyes. And the patch note that instigated a thousand fights added the emote slash golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blizzard. <laughs> You you know you've done a golf clap to people before. I know I you did. Have. I did a golf clap in Sholazar Basin. I was on my gnome rogue and I was fishing and I was opposite a troll who got the achievement Old Man in the Sea, which is the achievement for catching one fish. <laughs> 
So I targeted him and golf clapped me just immediately. Duel. <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> Walked away from that. It was a PV server, so they couldn't do anything else. That's awesome. I just thought that was their achievement call out. I caught a fish, guys. Great job. You what, mate? <laughs> Is that how the conversation went? No words needed. Nope. <laughs> and now in 1.4.1, they got smart a little bit here. And they added a minimum level requirement to instances because people were exploiting that. If they didn't have a minimum level, they were taking some lobby and they're going, you hang out in the corner. We're going to go kill all the stuff. Oh, and like power leveling them. <laughs> power leveling. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And they're still very generous. So you still could, you know, help your friends out. But it's not, like, to an insane degree. Right. You know, you still power level people that way. You know, we leveled up those characters by taking the really low bees over to the Molten Front. (laughs) Do you remember that? No, I don't remember anything about that (laughs) freckle face. Oh, you're right. We never did that. We just read about that. We read about that on Wowhead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and they added this feature. Innkeepers around the world now have a gossip option. That lets you join a meeting stone directly from the innkeeper rather than going to the location of the meeting stone. This was uh, put into effect in, to counter the camping and the PvP stuff. Uh, you know, everybody killed camping. Like, okay, kind of another iteration of the dungeon finder, group finder, something like that. Right. So now it was you don't have to go to the meeting stone because we understand you can't PvP and you're getting your butt handed to you out there. So now if you go talk to your innkeeper, they, they, they hear. They hear these groups that are forming. Yeah. You, you can talk to them and they'll let you know you can join the group. Now, one interesting thing, it says the innkeepers will now have background lore about each of these dungeons. That is your adventure journals, very beginnings. Or your yeah. dungeon journal. I, you know, I kind of miss having to talk to somebody to get the information, though. I kind of want them to bring that back. Yeah, you know, a lot of times the characters in the game, the NPCs, have become very utilitarian. Yeah. At one point in time, and I don't know if I put it in the patch notes or not, so I don't even remember where it was, but at one point in time, it didn't even ask you for confirmation if you wanted to make the new in your home i just did it it's just you whenever talk to him and you know because now it's like are you sure before it just binds you to that spot you're like oh wait no oh <laughs> oh yeah i can see it being really frustrating and 1.6 freck one of your favorite patches of all time the dark moon fair was introduced yeah and this was back when it was in a elwyn forest in mogor before it got moved to its own island. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. You show up there and people would bark the same way they bark now. And then you have to go over those two spots. In 1.7, and I didn't take a, there's are so many patch notes in here. And I kind of, you know, cherry pick these out because they're interesting to me. And I, I purposely avoided a lot of the dungeon mechanics and any kind of class specific ones in here. But this one grabbed my attention. 1.7, you can now no longer avoid Anixia's confuse effect by jumping or moving erratically. When I see somebody jumping and moving erratically, it confuses me. <laughs> so people were confusing Anixia, who is trying to use her confuse effect on them. It, just confused her instead. Yeah. yeah. It just, <laughs> hey, you know what? You can't confuse Anixia when she's trying to confuse you, is what Blizzard <laughs> was saying here. You know? Yeah, she's got that brain on that. Yeah, don't try to do to her what she's trying to do to you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> now, in patch 1.8, I guess they're listening to the people who were, like you said, selling three items and then realized that the first one that they sold to the vendor was something they really wanted. So now it says you can now repurchase up to 12 items that you have sold to a vendor. However, when your character leaves the game or zones to a different area, this list of items will be cleared. 
So if you've accidentally sold something, don't wait to buy it back. Buy it back immediately. Do you think a lot of people who play WoW today understand what the term zone means? Yes. Okay. Then we don't have to explain it, but it means going out of range into a different area. So if you got far enough away from that vendor, it would go, I don't remember. (laughs) It's like a very short-term memory that vendor had. (laughs) Like, hey, I was just here like five minutes ago. I accidentally sold you a ring. Can I get it back? Well, theoretically, you would have traveled to a different land and traveled all the way back. So time would have passed. But it's only been like five minutes. I know, but you know, Pat, time doesn't work like that in game. <laughs> but but can I get my ring back? <laughs> I guess not. Someone else has it. <laughs> patch 1.8.3, very controversial patch. That's when we got uh, the Blizzard launcher. And when they started implementing anti-cheating mechanisms into their client. They would look for what they call Trojans or Keyloggers. They're, you know, they, they try to protect the entire WoW game. And a lot of people, in fact, a lot of antivirus software actually labeled the, the, the Blizzard launcher as a virus because of what it was trying to do and how it was searching through memory. So there's a little bit of an issue, very controversial, still controversial to this date, whether or not Blizzard has your permission or you actually gave Blizzard your permission to review what's on your hard drive. But if you read the EULA, they can. We're now in patch 1.9. Blizzard finally realizes that those standalone auction houses in all the cities, maybe not such a good idea. And it might be better if they just kind of linked all the faction auction houses together. Definitely uh, better for a healthier economy. Easier to find things you want to buy. Easier to find a seller for things you want to sell. So now all the hordes are linked, all the alliance and all the neutrals, Tenera's Everlook and Booty Bay. We're all linked together. Still separate, though. Still faction-based. But at least the factions, you didn't have to go root around on, you know, three or four different type of auction houses to look for stuff. In patch 1.10, weather was introduced. Not everywhere. Just around some certain places within Azeroth. The entire world, well, still doesn't have weather in every every zone. But most places have some form of weather. However, (laughs) go back and read the patch notes. And there was an interesting article this week. You probably still find it up on uh, the WoW subreddit, about the initial interview that they had with uh, WoW Weather about it. It ain't worked anywhere close to what they wanted. What do they want to do? Different degrees. Now, now they have done good stuff with weather, uh, but they wanted like different degrees of weather, different levels of storms. Uh, you were going to be moved around. You wouldn't be able to fly. You wouldn't be able to see. You know, Just crazy stuff with the weather that was going to affect what was going on now. There are some cool things that happen with weather. There are certain battle pets that only spawn when it snows. Or raining. So there are some cool things that are happening with weather. But generally speaking, it didn't really, which is you know true for a lot of things in Blizzard, the best idea is the implementation is a little lower you know, par than the, than the actual initial big dream that they had for it, which is fine. It works great. Now check this out. If you are making several jumps to get your destination, in other words, your flight points, you now will be able to choose that flight path from your initial flight master. You no longer need to manually click on each path. So as much as we want to complain about the uh, flight paths not being in a direct line or going all roundabout, at the very least right now, you can pick a flight and go get a snack. Go take a bio break. Back in the day, if you had to go to someplace that was across several flight paths, You'd have to fly from Stormwind to Westfall, and you land in Westfall, then you have to get in the flight master again from Westfall to wherever. So it was like going on a plane IRL. You had to like make actual <laughs> stops and stops then get back on again. 
Now, here's rather something I found interesting here, Frack. You no longer teleport to your flight destination when hit by snowballs. Was that some kind of glitch? I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, number one, somebody had to find that out. You know? Yeah. And number two, someone had to be able to target someone on a mount, on a flight path, and hit him with a snowball. Oh, okay. The, the items. I'm guessing. He's not the, yeah, because you don't really get hit by snowballs. No, those would be snow weather Yeah. So someone, I'm thinking someone had to Yeah, tar- the snowball items. No, I think you're right. So I could someone, be totally wrong, but it looks like someone would have to target you when you're flying away and go, oh, poof, and you would just disappear. <laughs> and the person just sitting there going, the heck just happened? But then once they figured it out, they're probably like, hey, Agatha's rolling a long flight. Come follow me. Hit me with a snowball. <laughs> as soon as so I random. fly off, <laughs> as soon as you see me mount this hippogriff, nail me. <laughs> <laughs> now in patch 1.11, it says the cost to unlearn talents will now decay over time. This was awesome to me. So the cost gets reduced by a rate of five gold per month to a minimum of 10 gold. That was a lot of gold back then. It was, but also check this out. You had a talent. You talent into something, and now if you need to unlearn that talent, it costs gold, but it would cost less the longer you had that talent. So if I talented into like longer underwater underwater breathing, and I'm like, ah, I don't really don't want that. Oh man, that's like 15 gold to unlearn that. But if I wait a month, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a weird mechanic that one is. Yeah. Uh, this is the patch where they added key rings. Oh, I'm so glad those aren't around anymore. There used to be keys to specific dungeons. And once you looted your first key, you got an automatic key ring. And that key ring scaled with your character. You didn't have to go buy new key rings. As soon as you got to different levels, you could you could hold more keys. But somebody in your party needed a key to get into the dungeon. Yeah, but before that, apparently each key would just take up a bag slot. Yes. Before that, before the key ring, <laughs> you had keys in your bag slot. So it'd take up just as much uh, room in your bag as, you know, that dude's head you're carrying around. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're always carrying around somebody's head. Always. Always. At BlizzCon, Frank, we're sitting in the audience and they're talking about all the patch notes for Legion. And they're talking about stack sizes. And they did this for WAD and they, they did this and now in Legion. Now you can stack up to... And people go, <gasps> and they say like, 200. And people go, what? <laughs> in patch 1.11, stackable items were stacking up to 20. <laughs> oh my goodness. And people lost their minds. <laughs> was it before that, five? Five, maybe 10, but it wasn't 20 because 20 was a new hotness back then in patch 1.11. Yeah. Patch 1.12.0. For the first time in the history of World of Warcraft, you'll be able to face off against players from other realms in Battlegrounds. This was huge. Not bad. It's huge because now this is the first iteration of Cross Realm. Battlegrounds were separate apart from the rest of the World of Warcraft. It's its own little instance setting aside. Now they could talk to one another depending on the realm you were on. You could talk to other people and fight them. You face off against other players from other realms. Another little uh, small patch note in that same patch, 1.12. The deserter debuff will now continue to expire even when you are offline. So if you just rage quit a battleground, logged off, you could just, you know, spend that 30 minutes yeah. watching Netflix, except this is before Netflix. <laughs> so you, you'd walk, I see, walk the dog. Yeah, walk the dog. Come back in, log back on. Nope. We still got the still got the debuff. You still got to wait because it was in-game real time. <laughs> now... After 1.12, once you logged off, it would continue to, that timer would go and you would do decay. So now that cooling down period, you know, maybe you rage quit, went and had a, I don't know, a root beer vanilla float. Mmm, that sounds good. Have one of those, come back. Okay, I'm cool. Everything's good. The world is better now. And I can play. 
Patch 1.12.1, the riding skill has been changed. A riding skill of 75 is now needed to ride level 40 mounts and a skill of 150 for level 60 mounts. Yeah, so they got rid of the skill points. No you longer need the riding skill. Yeah, just, yeah, you get the riding skill. You got to have the 75. You got to, you know, so you see progressively Blizzard taking away a lot of the complications. And that's one of the things I've read a lot of the patch notes. We've only covered beta and vanilla here. And we have not covered everything in the patch notes. They're fantastic to read, at least for me. Frank, I can remember us sitting down for one of our initial podcasts, pouring over patch notes, getting every little minuscule change that was being done to the classes. How is that going to relate to this? We were patch note mining to see where you could find the, the what's going to be the newest thing on the auction house. You know, where are you going to make your money? Where are you going to make your gold? What changes are they coming out with to stay current with the game? And when you go back and you look at all these changes that are in there, some of them, they're just downright funny. And some of them, you kind of go, why on earth did they do that? And then the next patch, oh, well, they they figured out that was a bad idea. There's plenty of times in conferences when Chris Metzen or Ian Hazakosa has stood up in front of the audience there, in front of the live people watching on the internet and the thousands of people in front of them, and said, you know, we thought that was a good idea, and it wasn't. It just didn't work the way we thought it was going to work. And that's one of the cool things about this game is that if they put something in the game and nobody likes it and it doesn't work the way people thought it was going to work and it kind of just stinks, they may change their minds and pull it out. However, your character will still get stuck running on a pebble. They ain't going to change that. No, nope, I know. A <laughs> guy asked him that one year. He's like, yeah, I got this epic character. I'm Slay Dragons. I get stuck on a pebble. And they went, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point, buddy? So do take the time to go back and read some of these patch notes. Regardless of where you find yourself along your WoW journey, I suggest that you do give this the time. At least you're going to know some of the history that has built this world that we play in. Well, let's switch gears a little bit, Root, and talk about Hearthstone. Specifically, this week's Tavern Brawl. Now, Tavern Brawls are a weekly thing. They, they kind of add to the game, right? Yes, they're a weekly event. They only take place between Wednesday through Sunday. Oh, so not even a full week. No, they're not, because they take a few days to reset, so they're not always available. Each week is different, although some weeks might be repeat of previous week. There might be different rules, different decks, different heroes that you play against. Sometimes there'll be a crazy rule and you have to go, okay, well, let me go back through my uh, collection and see what cards I might use that would go with this crazy rule. Be and like then, you can only play with left-handed murlocs? Something like that. Like we had one a few weeks ago that was at the beginning of the game, you either got plus one one to all of your death rattle minions, all of your battle cry minions, or you got free murloc every turn. Oh, wow. Okay. You would go and you'd build a deck around battle cries or you'd build a deck around death rattles. So it causes you to look at your collection, maybe pull out some cards that were gathering dust. And it's also a way for the developers to experiment with different up and coming ideas before they get actually implemented in the game. Now, this week they had what we refer to as co-op tavern brawl, and it is a repeat of what they did the week of BlizzCon. Because I remember we were there. And I could not get that tavern brawl done going against a random person. So I was playing against one of our friends who were hanging out with the BlizzCon. And it took us putting our phones together so we could both see the cards. And then every single time, I would just end up throwing my phone across the room. Because we kept <laughs> losing, but barely. 
And that's why you're glad you have the otter case. <laughs> that's true. So here's a little bit how it works. So you go into the tavern brawl, you click on brawl, and you'll be given a pre-made deck that is uh, one of two classes. Now what you're fighting is a minion that's in the middle of the board. It has taunt, and it switches places so that it's taunting whoever's turn it is. It starts out with 90-something health and only two attack, but increases its attack over time, and each turn it has a chance to apply its attack power to either both the heroes or three random targets. Um, it also has some other cards that will come out uh, different times. So the goal is to defeat this minion. Okay. So either both players win or neither we win. Interesting. And for the game's function, your partner is your opponent. So these pre-made decks are filled with cards that say, give your opponent this. Are they like debuffs to the opponent or are they, are they like... Give, Usually give... there's something beneficial. Okay. Um, Plus because, five or something. A lot of times the way a card will be designed is, giving an example, there it might be a card that is cheap for what it is but it gives your opponent a benefit. So you have to decide, okay, do I want to risk giving my opponent a benefit and taking like the better stat? See, I think when I first did this, I quite I didn't quite understand that, and I was like buffing myself instead of my opponent, thinking I wanted to win, not thinking we would both win. Oh, so. okay, yeah. Either way, it's good. Uh, give me an example of this type of mini that works this way. Millhouse Mana Storm, he's a 4-4. Four, four. He only costs three, so he's good stats for what he costs. But his battle cry, the next turn, your opponent has their spells for free. So in a normal game, that can really mess you up. I have seen videos online of people losing an entire game in one turn because they gave their opponent free spells for a turn, and they ended up just killing them. But in the Tavern Brawl, it's fine. You play a minion like that, it gives your, quote, opponent an advantage, but you're working together, so it works out. So the cards that they've ended up picking for these decks are pretty interesting. So all in all is a very innovative way to play Hearthstone. Yeah, I like it. It's You're like playing you yeah, with your friends, not against them. How cool is that? And theoretically you could get on a voice chat or you could be in person and compare what you have in your hand and strategize when to play what cards. I wonder if could you now, I hate to throw this one at you, but could you spectate? In this? I don't think you can spectate somebody that you're playing, though. So you have a third-party spectate. You can have a third party, but then again, it's also using third party. It's about as much effort as getting on voice chat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think in person is the best way because then you see each other's screen and you can... Right. Of course, the way I would do it, I would just hand my phone to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> just let them do it. Good. You got it. Go. You can play both sides. So although it's innovative, there's a few things I think would make it a lot better. In the long term, they need to make the enemy a hero and not a minion. Now, they talked about this at BlizzCon, one of the panels. They talked about this co-op tavern brawl. And they said that they spent a really long time trying to figure out how to have basically a third party on the board. And they just couldn't figure out the logistics. There's no room on the board. Yeah, okay. That's what you're saying. So if someone came up with the idea to make the enemy a minion... And it works. However, the reason why you can't build your own decks is because there are several cards that just destroy a minion just outright with one card. There's Corruption for a Warlock. There's Naturalize for a Druid. There is the Legendary Minion, the Black Knight, which just destroys any minion with Taunt. There's Silence so that, you know, wouldn't go back and forth. So if the enemy was considered a hero, not a minion... That might open up the possibility to let people to build their own decks and plan it and say, okay, give it the friends. I'm going to build these cards in my deck that really synchronize well with these other cards. So you make these other cards. 
if they're going to make this co-op a permanent thing, a new game type, then that really needs to happen. It needs to not be a minion. What if they could just make it like a, like a, a secret that they put on both the heroes? Like a general debuff that you're both working on. Be interesting. Ah, yeah. An idea there. Most effects have some way of being countered by one card. Okay, I'll give you that. Now, that's the long term I think that would make it better. But in the short term, here's what I think is lacking. When Tavern Brawls first came out, you were awarded with a card pack for winning a game in the, the normal brawl mode as in not against one of your friends, going up, getting matched against a random person. So you go in, random person, win a match, get a card pack. Get a card pack. And then they updated the last few months and said, you just need to play one game. You don't have to win. Just play a game, get a card pack. Means not enough people were playing. Probably, yeah. Whenever they come down and they scale something down like that, that means they didn't get the result they expected. But then in December, they gave you a card back for winning. But this Tavern Brawl, you had to win. And... You don't get credit for playing with your friends. Now, that would be normal and understandable in a normal tavern brawl mode because otherwise you and I could just get in a game and I'll say, hey, I'll concede. You'll get your pack and then we'll play again. You'll concede. I'll get my pack. Game the system. But there's no way to game the system when you're playing with your friends. So why not award the pack for playing with your friends? But instead, you have to play against a random person. It can be done. I've beat it. Finally beat it this week. Oh, congrats. Thank you. So at this Tavern Brawl, if you played with your friends and one person conceded, you both lost because you didn't defeat that minion. Okay, yeah. So you cannot game the system with your friends. You have to both work together to beat it. I understand. So why would they not give you credit for that? They should. They should. And it, it is so much more fun to coordinate with somebody because this week it's a mage versus druid. A mage has a secret they put out. I haven't looked at the deck list. But the only secret I've seen in a few games I've played has been the mirror entity, which Ooh. is they play mirror entity, then your opponent plays the minion, they get a copy of it. They get a copy it. of the minion, right. So when I first saw the mage play a secret, I'm going, I don't know what secret that is. Mm. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, because you didn't know if you countered it or, or did something. Right. Or, it would have it... behooved me to know what secret it was. Right. And it would have been helpful to them to know what cards I had in my hand because they theoretically should have played that right before I played a big minion. Then we would have two of them. Now, is it feasible to friend them on Battle.net and talk with you? No, because you're not allowed to friend them until the game's over. Oh, okay. So the only thing you can do is, thank you. Sorry. Hi. Well, Matt. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And uh, that just doesn't say what's in your hand. No. Now, here's what they could do is allow players to view the partner's cards. Now, you mentioned spectating earlier. If this particular tavern brawl allowed you to see your partner's hand, that would help you know when to play what. And we know it's possible because you know if you spectate two of your friends at the same time, it'll show the board where um, one hand is visible to you and uh, the other one, the one at the top of the board, it's upside down, but it's also visible to you. Oh, okay. I haven't done that yet, so. Well, do you remember we uh, saw that when we were watching that uh, Hearthstone match? Yeah, to me. For Echo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, right. that's correct. So it is possible to have on the screen both hands visible at once. Yeah, that was for the Florida Fires Eye tournament. Yeah, so that's what it really comes down to. In the long term, I would really like to see co-op as a, a new mode, but they need to come up with something different other than making a minion uh, for it to be viable, for it to be interesting, to allow players to build their own decks and to not be limited to the pre-made ones. 
And in the short term, if they're going to uh, continue doing these co-op tavern brawls, they really need to give credit for playing with friends and for playing against random people. Being able to see their hand would make a huge difference being able to strategize. Yeah, there's some logistics in there to make it happen, but it's not undoable. It's not impossible. Right. And those two, like, they're the possibilities in the game. They just need to adjust it. Okay, you got it done. You had fun. I'm happy because I know you were super frustrated the last time. Yeah, it was tuned, I think, maybe a little bit too hard. I'm always excited to see what new stuff they come up with. They come out with uh, new ways to play, new expansions uh, pretty frequently. So I'll be uh, watching out for that. That's one of the things I like about Hearthstone. Always new, always interesting, always relevant. Folks, don't forget to head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating there. Leave a comment. That's how we know what we're doing for you guys is working. You can also tweet us. Drop us an email. Coming up here in the game uh, pretty soon here, like the first start of February. First start of February. That's a, that's a thing. That's a date, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around February 1st, the uh, Lunar Festival starts. Go get your Elder titles. There are some nice guides on exactly how to do that. Just, you know. Google it, YouTube it, show you how to do that. Big thank you to all of our friends and followers on Twitter and Facebook. And as we close this show, we want to thank all of you for listening. We love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Hearthcast Trek and at Hearthcast Root, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support HearthCast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit HearthCast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grid Network.